I learned a couple of lessons this year. Welcome to Extra Ice. Christmas is over and I'm actually avoiding having to take down my Christmas tree. I just love how it looks. We put it right in front of one of our windows and I just love it. And I don't want to take it down and it's so cute. So <clears throat> Christmas was so much fun with our girls. I swear it was my favorite Christmas ever. Just it's so much fun to have kids. It just brings a different, just a different element to the holidays, I think. Um, next year, I really want to just kind of shake things up, maybe do things just a little bit different. But this year um, really was so good. We decided to do a nativity on Christmas Eve with my nieces and nephews. And it was just comical. Like, it was actually just me sitting there, like, reading the script of the nativity and just chaos around me. Somehow, Halsey was a shepherd, but she had a crown on, and she was just, like, holding Jesus the whole time. <laughs> um, our wise men were... We only had two because one of them fell asleep, and both the wise men were wearing skirts. And, you know, it just was so great. It was a lot of fun. My sister-in-law was like, you know what? In like 20 years, we're going to look back and we're going to remember this and it's going to be so funny. I'm like, no, it's funny now. <laughs> so Christmas was great. Next year, I want to do things just a little different, but we'll see. I had, uh, honestly, I did have other plans for this Christmas, but um just the way our year progressed didn't really lend to those plans coming to fruition. And that's totally fine. I um, think it's so fun just to look back on the year and <clears throat> kind of sum up some of the things that I learned and some of the things that we did. I I'm so bad at like, Oh, top five lessons I learned or whatever. Like, I can't think of five. I can either think of two or like 12. So I just want to share a couple of the lessons I learned this year in 2022. I really had to look at my phone to see what year it is. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. The main thing that happened to our family was I had Noah in May, she came um, three and a half weeks early and we had her by C-section and then she was in the NICU for 10 days. And at the same time, uh, Sunday had hand, foot and mouth and my husband got it as well. So we had kind of a rough like couple of weeks there. And I remember kind of thinking, like, um, where is everyone? <laughs> like, why isn't anyone coming to help me or coming to take over for me or to do this? Like, I still felt like I had to, like, I had such a hand still in everything. And I think it's easy sometimes to think that maybe if other people are going through something hard that they have a lot of help or they have a lot of support or 
just have people taking over. And that's so not the case. I had a lot of people do a ton for us and with us at that time. But I think at the same time, I was still so present and still so involved. Um, When you have a baby in the NICU, they encouraged, well, at least encouraged us to try to be there for like all the baby's feedings and their baths and gain their diaper change and stuff like that. And that was absolutely impossible for us. You cannot bring kids to the NICU. You also cannot bring uh, kids who have hand, foot, and mouth. And I also could not drive because I was on pain medication and had just had surgery. So luckily my mother-in-law was in town and she was able to help. And then my sister went to the hospital and um, helped with the baby a couple of times. And then um, since we had to bring Noah home on oxygen, they have you stay for like this training and they want you to be there for like eight hours or something. And that was just crazy. And I think as it was happening, I knew it was a lot and I knew I was really overwhelmed and really busy, but it took a couple months for me to look back and really understand like, okay, that actually was really hard and that was a really big deal. I think when I'm going through something that's difficult, I I don't always acknowledge like, okay, I am struggling. Like I don't always give myself a break or give myself that grace to say like, This is a hard thing that you're doing. And I think that's one of the biggest lessons I learned this year. Not that this was the first or only time I've ever experienced something like that, but I definitely learned just to recognize when something is hard. And I think that's important because then you understand, okay, this is temporary and it's not always going to be like this, but this thing that we're going through right now This is something that's hard. Um, Obviously, we were so lucky and we got to bring our baby home and she's healthy and she's just perfect. And I understand not everybody gets to tell that story, especially when they have a child in the NICU and, um, you know, has the same type of issues that our baby had and I really can recognize that that even at the same time as I'm you know identifying something as difficult I can also understand um kind of where that lies in the grand scheme of things I think but definitely was maybe I didn't even learn it for the first time this year but it was a good reminder that it's okay to recognize when things are hard. Okay. Speaking of things being hard, before we had Noah, I had, let's see, Sunday and Halsey. And I think like all of February and March, I just laid in bed. Like I was still so tired. I wasn't necessarily sick while I was pregnant. I just had no energy. And I work during the day and my husband works at night. And sometimes 
you know, I get home from work and you think you're just going to be able to relax. And that is so not the case. And there were some nights I just would say, everybody get in the car, just get in the car. And we would go to Sonic and we'd get a drink or we would just go for a little drive and go see, I don't know, the lake or something. (laughs) But some nights I would just say, everybody, like, let's get in the car. And I think the lesson there is that it's okay to under, to recognize like we need some structure or we need a change of pace here. Um, sometimes when my daughter has a friend over, they just get like a little, they're like cats and dogs, kind of like they just kind of like bicker and they love each other so much, but they do kind of. Um, yeah, they just bicker and they just fight. So sometimes I just have to say like, okay, we need like a structured activity here. And while I don't think every day and every minute and every hour has to have that type of structure, I think it's okay to understand that there are some times that need to be planned (laughs) and need some effort and need some conscious decisions to be structured Um, so we can all survive. I've never really adhered much to a schedule or a routine, especially because I work. It just, it just doesn't, doesn't really work very well for our family. But some nights when I just need a break or things are getting crazy, it seems like that's always the best solution to plan something or go do something rather than like, oh, okay, let's just sit down and watch a movie, you know? So I, I have definitely learned this year, um, sometimes, you know, relaxing or doing less is not always the remedy for, for chaos. Um, I made a big change in my career and in my job this year. I, um, have probably mentioned this in every single episode because it's just the forefront of my my thoughts the last few months. But I really had this, um, I you know, I just knew it was time to change and I knew it was time for something different. And um, as much as I love like some gossip, I love some tea, I love some drama, I don't necessarily feel like I have a ton of ill will or ill feelings toward my experience or my previous company. It just, it just was time, honestly, on both ends. Um, The company was changing. I was changing. My family was changing. And, you know, it was just the season for something a little bit different. And I found myself really, really struggling a few days um, and, you know, just wondering what I should do and what was going to be best and should I just stick it out and suffer in some ways so I could, you know, thrive in other ways. Like what, what really should I do? And I... I found myself at the same time giving advice to other people in my life. And 
I started to recognize that that advice I was giving others and I was, you know, kind of freely bestowing on the people I loved in my life, I wasn't giving to myself. And that I think is another one of the biggest lessons I learned this year is to give yourself the advice that you would give to others. And <clears throat> there was one day a couple of weeks ago when a friend of mine was really having a hard day and I'm so glad that she reached out to me and she told me, you know, just what was going on. And I felt such a responsibility to tell her, like, you should not feel like this. And I wanted to solve everything. And I was making plans to, you know, bring her a drink after work. And I I just could not bear the thought of her feeling that way. And I almost, like, had to stop my own day and my own you know, tasks and things I had going on in order to help her because I did not want her to feel that way at all. And, you know, I thought about kind of turning that on myself. And when I'm feeling down or I'm feeling insecure or I'm feeling stressed, how much of my day and my just tasks and, you know, just daily schedule am I willing to stop in order to fix how I'm feeling and to give myself that you know that rest and that attention that you know I really do need and as I sorted through those issues at work and kind of made that change I started to see just how beneficial it is to really give myself that advice and that time and that service and that grace that I'm so quick, I think, um, to give others. I may have mentioned this um, this next one before um, in some other episodes, but somebody told me, and this was probably not even this year. This was probably, I don't know. I, I heard it recently, though. Um you know, as a working mom or just as a mom of kids or as a woman or as just a human, basically, you will find yourself spinning a lot of plates. And if you can kind of have that visual in your mind of these, you know, plates on these tall, like wooden dowels or whatever they're called, and, you know, you're trying to balance everything and keep it all spinning and you don't want any of those to drop <clears throat> and this person told me remember that some of those plates are glass and some of those plates are plastic and I have I, I literally could tattoo that on the inside of my arm I remind myself of that all the time like this plate can drop. This is a plastic plate. And I think it's important in your own life to identify what is glass and what is plastic. But, you know, when I'm screaming at all my kids to get in the car so we can be on time for a doctor's appointment, sometimes I remind myself, you know, I think this plate might be plastic. <laughs> or, you know, if I'm just at home and feeling kind of down or feeling kind of tired and I don't want to go attend something, sometimes I have to remind myself, you know, this is a glass plate and this is something that really is important and 
you need to attend or you need to take this seriously. I, I think as, you know, I've understood what that means in my own life. I've also been able to kind of sprinkle that wisdom a little bit on my friends and my family, just kind of as they've encountered their own, you know, times of spinning all those plates in the air. Um, But just remembering some of these things really aren't as important in the grand scheme of things. Um, And it's okay if some of your plates drop. My next lesson I learned this year, and this is probably one of the most um, impactful, is just how important it is to have friends. I know I spoke about this in um, a previous episode, but I have really found um, a really core group of women who um, know me really well and they serve me really well and they play different parts in my life. And for that, I'm obviously extremely grateful and I've seen growth in myself and in my family as I've gotten to know these women and let them into my life. And I've said yes to things I maybe otherwise wouldn't have, but um, just this overarching lesson that you do need friends and you do need support in your life, I think is something that I would pass on, I think, to anybody who maybe feels otherwise or feels like they don't want friends or don't need friends or don't have time for friends. I um, have absolutely learned this year with the season of life that I'm in right now, it really is, it really is important. I had a friend just a couple days ago ask if, you know, me and my girls wanted to come by I live in a community where there are a lot of women, a lot of families close by, um, like even within my same, like that live on my same block. So I'm lucky that I have so many of my friends in close proximity and we can just kind of drop everything and go over and hang out for the day. But um, there's, I can always, you know, you can always think of reasons not to go Um, you know, the girls need a nap or their hair isn't brushed or, you know, just whatever it is. But, um, we went over and we played and we talked and we had lunch and it was such, it was just such a, a good afternoon to be together. And if you had told me a year ago that someday I'm just going to pack up all my babies and, come over to my friend's house, I would have, I really would have thought like you're lying to me (laughs) or like my kids have a different mom because it just wasn't something that I ever felt like was important or that I needed to do. But there are so many little things that happen when, like I think of that little, you know, when you go to the science museum and there's like that orb that you put your hand on, you can see all those like little like rods of lightning almost like on your hand and everywhere that you kind of like touch this little orb thing. That's what I feel like when my friends and I get together along with our kids. Like I feel like there's just so many little connections and so many little sparks of 
like friendship and learning and service just going on in this same little environment. And it's just, I mean, it could bring me to tears if I talked about it enough or, um, you know, if I hadn't just eaten lunch. Um, my last and one of my favorite lessons I learned this year, um, is kind of this idea that God has options in mind for us. I, as I was changing jobs, it was a little bit scary and I felt like, you know, we still have bills to pay. We still need, you know, insurance. We need security, I don't know where I'm going to work. I didn't know what I was going to do or where I was going to go. And I didn't know if I was going to stay home with my kids and my husband was going to change jobs. I didn't know if I was just going to jump to a new job. And, you know, I think you kind of try to like almost sketch out a little bit of a route for yourself or just a framework about what you're going to do and what things are going to look like and where you're going to apply. And um, I just didn't have a ton of that. And I just probably wasn't even ready to make that change. Um, But I don't really think in life you're ever truly ready for anything um, or at least anything that's meaningful. But as my family kind of went through that transition, I watched so many things come into our life that, you know, looking back, it's like, okay, well, duh, like just feels like a smack in the forehead. But at the time, you know, you have no idea where the help and the relief is going to come from. But as it did, it felt so natural. And every time you know, we received a blessing like that, or just a tender mercy came into our life. It um, felt so natural and felt so right and really reiterated that, um, that fact that it really was a good choice for my family. Um, Overall, even though it's easy to sum up all of these lessons that I've learned in kind of cute little phrases or cute anecdotes, I, um, it wasn't, none of these things were easy. And I've, I'll say this a thousand times, but hindsight is, is 2020. And it's so easy to look back on a year, which I'm, I literally have been doing in preparation for this episode it's easy to look back and I know that I've forgotten so many times when things were hard and things were scary and, you know, I stood in my kitchen crying or, you know, stared in the mirror at my postpartum body and felt like things were never going to be the same. Or I, you know, checked my bank account and just crossed my fingers that, you know, we were going to be okay. Or, I was pregnant and had no energy and just laid in bed and literally fed my kids like marshmallows from my bed like they were just pigeons and just, you know, tossed handfuls of food to them. But, um, you know, I'm grateful for these new beginnings and I'm grateful for January's where we can kind of sum up what what the year looked like and set intentions for the next year and make plans and make changes. And 
hopes and dreams for what maybe next December (laughs) I'm going to be summing up and talking about on my podcast. Um, Also, I, you know, obviously want to mention how grateful I am for people who listen to my podcast and reach out and tell me that they like it or that they listened or, um, you know, that they're proud of me or that something I said resonated with them. Um, This has been such a cool project for me to do and to work on. And I'm excited for what next year is going to hold. But thank you so much for listening. We passed 100 downloads, which is just so fun, Um, which means somebody somewhere has heard my voice a hundred times. Well, a group of you, multiple people have heard me 100 times. <laughs> um, my husband's like, yeah, just wait till it's a hundred thousand times. Just kidding. Um, anyway, <clears throat> thank you so much for listening. Now go get yourself a beverage with extra ice.